coming to you live from Plug It Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 366 of F5 Live. Refreshing technology. This week, Gamescom brings out the true colors of the big two, Xbox original programming might find a new home at Warner Brothers, and the FCC might actually care about your feelings on net neutrality. I mean, it's less than likely, but I mean... They might. Possible, not probable, say Nick. Nick! There's a smell. It's terrible. Is that what it is? Oh. I guess... No, Scott. You smell great. It's, it's It's the smell of... Super Mario World in it is the 45 minutes so far. All about Mondos and Gnarlies. No, you must be talking about that new tech smell. It's kind of thing. This show, this, this show? show right here. This one here. This one right here is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. And we're here. We are. Wherever you may be and however you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, Zoom, F5Live.tv, the podcast play app available in the Windows Store right now. Over on our new home at Livestream, the Tech Podcast Network Livestream, or of course, on our apps, pluckitslive.com slash apps. Go pick it up for WebOS, because that's amazing, and more importantly, for all of the Windows devices that exist in your world, for the low, low price. How low is it? I'm not going to help you out with so this So low you can't hear it. Free 99 <laughs> It's free. The what app is, is happening free. tonight? The app is free, folks. Go pick it up. Thanks for making us part of your day. But of course, there is one place you can go to get all of the content as it happens on your phone, computer, or tablet. And that's by going to F5Live.tv, clicking the subscribe buttons on the right-hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, pilch point, nightcap, and my favorite thing. The 3000 Brigade Podcast, where they make fun of me. Did you know this? Twice now, they have made fun of me. This... You know oh, what? Well. No, not oh well. <laughs> not oh well. Daddy here says that's not cool. <laughs> Go check them out. You have final editorial approval. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm gonna. I'm, what I'm going to do is just put the third podcast in reverse the whole episode. Just... <laughs> All of it in reverse. The 3000 Brigade are great. If you don't know who they are, Scott will tell you. Will I? Yep. All right. They're a cosplay comedy troupe that does a live action Super Smash Brothers stage show. And I like that sentence because of the alliteration. <laughs> um, they perform eh, about once a year. <laughs> sometimes more, sometimes less. But the average has been once a year. Less is more. And uh, uh, this year they're performing once again at Mizucon, and uh, if I can talk them into it somewhere else. But <laughs> um, actually, somebody who listening to the podcast um, fell in love with them and wants to offer them another stage. See, this so is amazing, <laughs> pretty cool. Go check them out. They do a weekly show now on our family of content. On pluckitslive.com. Go do that. Check them out. Rate, you can't subscribe, miss the, view. You can't miss the big red logo. It's about there if you're watching yep. on the site right now. 
and right now. Now. This right here is F5 Live Refreshing Technology, our flagship show here on the Pluckets Live family of content. Show airs at Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for about an hour. And gets posted up between Sunday night and Monday morning in studio quality sound. See, everything's approximated. It's all approximated. That's how life is right now. Well, once a year. Less is more. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Now, incentive. If you want to go to our website and subscribe, or you want to go do it on iTunes, or whatever you want to do, that's fine. You get it in studio quality sound. You can consume the content um, nom, nom. as you want to, as a zombie. That's fine. I get it. If that's how you want to be, appointment-based things, not your mojo, I get it. But there's an incentive for watching live, and that's the fact that you can chat with us live in the studio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time by going to f5live.tv slash join us. <laughs> Stay tuned in the chat room, exclusive to our live listeners. This, my friends, is epic. It is the greatest thing um, since uh, since Zelda. It's the greatest thing since Zelda. I am, of course, talking about the Nightcap, where we ask each other random questions right before the show, or we poll the audience, and lately we've been doing that more and more. This week, our question comes from Avram. And the question, Avram, is... If you had to choose any fictional, sci-fi fictional future to live in, which one would it be? Love it. Brought him on just for that. Avram Pilch, <laughs> folks, will be on a little bit later. The online editor of the director for Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide to talk about worst tech things ever, I believe, is what... My text said I could be getting that wrong. He's nodding in approval. So I, I think I said say, no. Right. I think that's exactly okay. It. Cool. <laughs> we're doing that. So that's a thing. <laughs> He'll be on in just a bit. But yeah, we're gonna talk about futuristic life from shows uh, at the nightcap. Random things. Tweet us, engage us, follow us, like us, do all those things on Facebook. Plug it's live radio. F five live. TPN, all those pages on Twitter at Pluckets Live. Use the hashtag Nightcap if you want to partake in the festivities. And of course, on Google Plus, because that is the greatest thing ever. Google Pluses. Lots of pluses. <laughs> Google Pluses. Oh. Seriously, fuck. what is wrong with you? All right, Scott, listen. 366 episodes. I know the You've count. You've not figured it out yet? No. Oh, cool. All right. Now, this is why we continue to date. Uh, we do this every week. Keeps As long as there's some sort of mystery between us. Okay, so you're, you're married, we're dating, and you asked the audience to engage you. Okay. You can legally do that in almost all states. It's true. You want to talk about other stuff? I mean, it's up to you, man. What are we going to talk about? Um, let's see. What did you say? This week, Gamescom FCCCC and Xbox. FCC won't let me be. No, they're going to let you be. Patient while you write in your comments. We'll talk about that stuff later, but first we're going to talk about some other things in our show. Excellent. So I'm going to do that Let's now. talk about things in our show. Yay. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live. Hey, they are nifty. They're nifty gifties. Proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. 
the Surface Pro 3. The new 12-inch Surface Pro 3 is the tablet that can replace your laptop, specifically can replace your MacBook Air. Did you know this? Indeed. Starting at just And it can do things. It can actually do things. A difference. You know, this is why these facts are important. $799 starts you off with the new Surface Pro 3. You can compare it to the MacBook Air. You can bump the thing up to an i7 with 512 gigs of space. The world is your oyster. And of course... I like oysters. You know, this is what I'm talking about. These are the facts of life right now. I like oysters. I like the Pro 3. It's, It's a good world. Go check out not oysters, but the Surface Pro 3. Compare it to the MacBook Air. Free shipping, free returns all the time, and you can find that deal out at f5live.tv slash Microsoft. Something not Microsoft related. Except Which is going to be a little hard-pressed for the rest of the show. You know, it's weird. But we'll take the Microsoft segment and not talk about Microsoft. Because there has to be equality. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Earlier this week, or last week, I guess we would say, and the week before... We've been talking about health tech. You've been covering it from the government side of things. It's true. Government is scared of... Some of the government is scared of. Some of the government is scared of new things. Most of the government is scared of new things. A lot of the government is scared of health tech. Because it might be able to predict health things. Look, man. I never, ever want my device to do what it says it's going to. (laughs) Ever. Don't even give me that crap. I saw an article this week that was entitled, (laughs) guess what? Your doctor doesn't care about your Fitbit. I saw that. (laughs) I saw that. Which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But health tech is is an up-and-coming thing in society, and it's a new space, and people want to get involved. Well, Two brands have come together to make that a reality with headphones, and that's Intel and SMS Audio, former partner of ours on the show. Mm -hmm. They are going to team up, and they were at an event this week in New York City, to bring you a new line of in-ear health headphones. We usually save these things for CES, but (laughs) I thought this was really cool. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea uh, because it's not an extra annoying thing you have to wear. Right. These will go into your ear with the ear hook things, mm-hmm. keep them in, and they can track your heart rate all the time. Very nice. So you don't have to be exercising to have this be useful to you. If you want to just monitor your heart rate while you're listening to music. They say music changes your mood. Your- it also actually adjusts your heart rate. So Right. It should be interesting to see results from this. Because they might be completely inaccurate. They could be. (laughs) Because the music that you're listening to with the earbuds may actually change the results. Yes. So that's part two of what they're working on. The first part is the fact that while you're exercising, while you're, you know, trying to calm down for the evening, listen to music, whatever you're doing with the headphones, you put them in, (coughs) excuse me, in a little monitor that type of activity, your heart rate, and kind of give you some fitness tips on how to improve your lifestyle. You give it some information, it tries to help you out. It's great. The second part of the app is actually monitoring what songs you listen to. And this is something I didn't talk about in the article because I found it out after. Okay. It will ask you uh, to download an app, of course, iPhone first, but, you know, we'll hopefully see it. Yeah, since it's 12% of the market, that makes sense. Right. 
um, where you can basically run this app in the background. It can tie into the most popular music streaming dev- uh, services and learn what songs you're listening to, tie it to your heart rate, and come up with a kind of a measurable thing. Okay. So you actually know what song is causing the heart rate to possibly change, or if you're being active, it'll use the sensors in the in the devices to identify activity behavior and tie that to your heart rate. So is it? Are you going to have to play the music through the app? That's a good question. I don't have that information. I don't know if you can tie in and see what the player is doing in the iPhone. That's a good point. Hmm. I do not know. Um, but it is possible with like Beats Music for you to plug in. That you have an ability to plug in uh, outside apps. Maybe there's a thing where you can do that. At any rate, I thought this was really cool because health tech is a growing space and more and more people do not want to be inconvenienced by having to hook up more devices to their body just to get this type of information. They want ease of access. This is ease of access. You plug in the headphones you're going to wear anyway, and off and running you go. No pricing yet, but we should see these things hit uh, sometime around holiday season. And it's not just for runners and sprinters and exercisers and marathoners and all that stuff, just for the average person. You want to get more in tune and and get running and exercising and stuff, and you want to be able to track your heart rate, now you can do that without needing a watch or a wristband or a heart strap band box device seven phone all those things dot com um this is good so yeah the sms audio biosport in-ear headphone to launch holiday the good news is yes you can access what's playing in the media player perfect from from any application so that's that's a good thing that means that you're not going to be locked into using their app to play music which would never be a good idea no never because that's not what they focus on, so why would you would expect it to be good, right? Exactly. But it's cool to see Intel get involved with a designer line of headphones to make this more... To not bring you, like, a crap audio device or a crap heart rate monitor. Now you're going to get a good of each in one device. We assume. We assume. We'll, we'll know at some point holiday season yes. whether or not that is the case based on the brands and what we know about them we should see something good come out of this we can hope we're not going to see a $20 earbud from right. CVS with a $5 Walmart heart rate monitor running off of a circle battery we're not going to see that but we also saw <laughs> Intel with their TV streaming There's service so uh when they get into things that aren't their core business, sometimes it goes wrong, and this isn't exactly their core business. So, uh, we will we'll, see. we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we can get our hands on one of these things and put it through its paces. At the very least, it opens up more people to try the idea. Absolutely. Because now, Intel said, we're going to try it. Well, other people are going to try it. If Intel's going to go do it, somebody else is going to go do it. And if there's... If theirs aren't good, then somebody else's will be. Because, I mean, Monster's already got a line of sport-centric yeah, the iSports. headphones. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising if they, if they worked on something. This is what I'm saying. So we'll keep you posted.
This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Kraos. And their Meteor smartwatch. If you're not a big fan of the idea of your earbuds tracking your information, or you're the kind of person who likes to wear a watch, like Nick, who's not wearing it, it again broke. this week. It broke. I know. That it broke. I'm well, so sad. You should get a I Meteor should. by Kraos. Um, it has all the health features that you would expect from a smartwatch, plus all the notifications and things that we've come to expect. Um, and it works with iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. And of course, if you're like me and you don't like wearing a watch, you can wear it like a stopwatch around your neck. You can wear it like a pedometer uh, clipped to your hip. And you can change the bands, the colors, the, the sizes of the bands. However you want to customize it, you can. And you can pre-order yours by going to f5live.tv slash meteor. And that music means it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Avram Pilch. Avram, are you there? Yes. All right. Oh. I am. Am I square or widescreen today? You're so square, it's unbelievable. It's hip to be square. Say. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Is that what the new the new New York craze is? Be square. That's right. I'm gonna go. You know, forget sixteen nine. Forget sixteen ten. Four by three. I'm just gonna be four by four next week. Perfect square. Four by four. <laughs> then the week after, I'm going to be pillar boxed. I'm going to pillar box my whole um, shop. I believe they call that the pilch box now, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, they call it the pil- they call it the pilch box. Let them know who you are, Mister Hollywood. So I am the online editorial director for Tom's Guide and LaptopMag.com. Uh, you can check you can check us out at the at Tom's LaptopMag.com, and follow me on Twitter at, at @geekinchief. A lot of people don't, uh, if they're new to the show, they yeah. hear these references. Let's go ahead and explain, Abram, just for a second, just to bring people up to speed here. On why he harasses you every week. Why I harass you about your celebrity status <laughs> uh, as it pertains to our show. Ah, right, because I'm getting to be such a such a big deal here. <laughs> now that my uh, some of my articles have gotten picked up and other sources and things like that, but this is my main celebrity gig. I'm famous because of you guys. Look, man, I thank. Stop with the humbleness pie thing that you're doing. All right, listen, the, the fact yeah. of the matter is, uh, when I knew you, you were the you, you know me. you know him now. I kind of yeah. You just I don't know me I don't know him anymore, man. I don't I don't know about He's this. Got to be such a cheese, a big cheese. When, yeah. when he was on the C list, I knew him. I don't. I don't know this guy. This guy. Now behind. I'm on. Now I'm on the C plus list. The C sharp list, actually. The, the C, C sharp. The C sharp list. That's four pluses. It's good. When I knew him, he was a lowly guy that that hadn't done any podcasting. He wanted to get involved. He's with no the show. regular podcasting. Right. He had no no real experience doing that. He was only the online editorial director of one website. <laughs> yeah, he, now it's two. Let's see if we can take over three. He oh. wasn't on Fox News. He had a full two-minute nationally syndicated Fox News report now about vending vending machines. He's not yes. a vending machine guy. He is the international expert on vending <laughs> machines, in case you didn't know. Add that yes. to your resume. Yes, right? that's right. I'm going to put it vending machine expert 
look, that that's something a C lister would say. That's you gonna, that's gonna go in his Twitter profile. <laughs> Interactive vending machine expert. There you go. Say. That's the important part. The, the, that's that's the important part. We look at at Laptop Mag slash Tom's Guide. We have a pretty decent relationship with a couple of media uh, companies like uh, Fox and CNBC. Uh, and so some of our people, including me, have been on a f- on for a few things. But uh, my boss gets on a lot more than me. So. It, it's true he does, but never once, and I can honestly say this because I do watch the Saturday morning news uh, on the weekends. I do watch it on Saturdays, obviously, because it's Saturday yeah. morning news. Um, never once have I seen M- Mr. Spoonhour or, or Cherie or anybody show up local broadcast ever. This is an Avram only thing that, that's <laughs> happened, and you know, quite frankly, I'm okay with it. I just don't forget about us when you reach your way all the way up to you know ABC when when Disney calls you for a voiceover for the vending machine expert cartoon. Like, Ex- just don't forget exactly. about us. I want him to voice a vending machine. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be aw- that would be awesome. I just have to know how exactly how to do a kachink sound. <laughs> Good call. Good call. That would be one of the worst tech ideas ever. Uh, we uh, uh, an Avram voiced vending machine. Yes. Uh, well, if I'm not be... if I'm not mistaken, you've got some other ideas on terrible tech ideas too. This is a time of year when we look at uh, when we look at uh, you know look forward to a really uh, exciting fall. Um, whether you like it or or not, Apple is probably coming out with one or two new iPhones. Uh, the Galaxy Note 4 will be coming out along with possibly another new Samsung watch. All kinds of things are going to be happening uh, in time for the holiday season. Uh, but uh, not all of them will be good ideas. Uh, just this past week, uh, Cherie, who some of uh, the regular watchers know, uh, is a colleague of mine, Cherie Smith, has been reviewing a product called the HP uh, Slatebook 14, which is one of the world's first Android notebooks. Uh, and looking at it, she and I uh, feel like, wow, this Android notebook idea is a pretty bad idea. Uh, and, it made me th- and it made me think about what are some of the other really bad ideas that I've encountered uh, in, in my career and that uh, the world has had to encounter, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I always give people props for trying. Uh, if they made everything work well, I wouldn't have a job because uh, people would just true. buy whatever. So I love bugs and I love epic failures. So let and me, I love to make fun of them like I'm about to do. Perfect. <laughs> let, me, let us try here. We have, you know, there's there's three of us here in this conversation. I haven't seen your list. Let us try to guess one each that might be on your list. Oh. I, might, I, I could probably do one. Worst tech ideas. Uh, the Microsoft Kin. Yes. Is on the yes. list, right? That's on the yes. list. Okay. Yes, that's an e- that's an e- that that's definitely uh, definitely an easy one for those who don't know but the Ken. Uh, what was makes it even worse? Microsoft's phone that came out at like almost exactly the same time as Windows Phone Seven, the first Windows you know phone operating system that you know it what it did it couldn't surf the web. It just did social media. It was not meant to be a smartphone, but you had to pay smartphone data rates. And it was being developed at exactly the same time on exactly the same Microsoft campus as Windows Phone. They were developing a competing yet inferior product. So, I'm pretty sorry. Bad idea. I heard Android and Chrome OS. What? 
Uh, you got one? Can, can you guess another one? Chrome OS is not exactly a great idea, but it's one that's been working, so I can't really slam it right. too badly. But it's it's two competing products being developed on the same campus. So. True, but not for the same exact device. That's true. Um, although with Android being put on the the slate book, now uh, it is it yep. kind of is now on. The- <laughs> that's on my that's on my list. <laughs> um, I don't know. I actually don't know that I can predict anything. That might be on your list, Abram. A list. But what, if you were making the list, what would you put? Wow. If you were on the list, if you were making the list, what would you put? What would I put? The sim, the latest Sim City game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I honestly probably that. Um, the. The uh, the original iPod that required FireWire when no computer had it. That was a pretty bad idea. Yeah, that was terrible. I agree. That's pretty a bad good idea. One. Any type of standard that is just a weird standard that you're trying to like stand out and start your own uh, connection connection. Lightning port. Media <laughs> hub. Right. So, for example, uh, and. It is an epically bad idea, but it's such a bad idea that few people heard of it. But I think it's worth reliving. Uh, is uh, the uh, the V Media Desk? Has anybody heard of the V Media Desk? So such oh a bad idea. I'm not sure if any of it ever came to market. Any of them ever came to market? I don't know anything about this. Talk to me about this V Media. So back in about 2009. When netbooks were all the rage, someone had the brilliant idea that uh, since you don't have a DVD player on netbooks, we need to invent a new media uh, format uh, to sell movies on. Now, at a time when you could get you know SD cards or micro SD cards or flash drives with 4, 8, 16, 32 gigabytes of storage quite easily, even back then, even five years ago, mm-hmm. the V-Media disk was limited to one gigabyte. Uh, it was a proprietary format that could only play things, and it was uh, lower than 720p resolution movies that were on it. And well, yeah, it if it only had a, a gig lot. of storage. <laughs> it was a really tiny little cartridge uh, that would be like a just, you know, wow, you need this to sell your movies on. That's I mean, terrible. Even in 2009, which was quite a while ago, this was a bad idea. Absolutely. You uh, you just pitched another one, the netbook. Uh. <laughs> you know, the netbook, you could call it a bad idea, but it was an idea that drove other ideas forward. Absolutely. You had the concept... You had the concept in the netbook of, hey... People want something that's lightweight, inexpensive, and lasts a long time on a charge. Uh, that's where ultrabooks are are coming from now. And when you think about it, you know, netbook to get you know pay three four hundred dollars and be able to get a notebook that lasts ten hours on a charge and weighs three pounds. That was that was really pushing things forward. Unfortunately, in order to get that, you often had to suffer with a terrible keyboard and uh and fairly slow processor right things are getting better today but i think we kind of owe a little some props to netbook for doing that uh intel wouldn't have uh spent all the time on the atom processor which 
without that, we wouldn't have a lot of the Windows tablets that we have today. So the, the netbooks certainly created technology that then lasted, but the netbook itself was kind of a weird... And some of them were weirder than others. Yeah. I mean, the Windows ones made kind of some sense, but if you saw some of the terrible Linux ones that I saw, uh, they were unbelievable. My favorite, though, was the... Uh, what was it called? The the G... Was it G-Tech? I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Liberty? Lib uh, the Liberty gave you the liberty to use any operating system you wanted as long as it was on a USB stick because there was no internal storage. Nice. That's, That's a good idea. That's why they called it the Liberty. You were at liberty to take a USB stick and boot off of it because you weren't at liberty to boot without one. That's great options. That That is flexibility and diversity in the workplace. <laughs> Ex exactly. Like, you know, I, I think you should, I think we should market a laptop with no screen and then you'll be at liberty to plug in any external monitor that you want. Um, Avram, now, okay, <laughs> you, you may joke like that's a terrible idea, but if I could buy a 1920 by 1080p USB portable monitor, you bet your butt I'd buy that laptop without the screen. <laughs> Fair well, enough. You can buy the USB portable monitor. Uh, you know, the uh, Asus MB168. Uh, B plus say that five times fast mm -mm. Uh, is is a portable monitor that's 1080p only 15 inches but pretty nice that was my uh, that was my holiday present last year but but I digress those, but those are bad those are good ideas what are what are some of the <laughs> some more of the bad ones another really bad idea was the of uh, uh, from more recent vintage is the uh, Acer Aspire R5 uh, now that's a Windows notebook. Uh, like many hybrids, the screen kind of flips out. But they decided that, you know, if you have a touchscreen, why on earth would you need something like a touchpad? I mean, you could have it, but why not put it behind the keyboard where it's oh, less yeah. prominent? They put the, the touchpad in back of the keyboard because we don't want you to be distracted by having to reach all the way across that touchpad to uh, to touch the screen, the screen would actually flip forward to cover over the touchpad, so you could just get that like one finger length closer to touching an icon. Uh, pretty pretty bad idea. People want when people buy a laptop, they at least want to have a touchpad on it that they can use. Uh, to be fair, we've seen some others out there that uh, others out there that have no touchpad at all. Um, some of these sliders like the Sony Vio, but at uh, least that's a slide out keyboard. At least that's committing to the concept. And at least they've said, you know yeah. what, we're done. You have a touchscreen, no touchpad at all, period. But going and putting yep. it in a place that's less convenient than not having it at all is a really yeah. dumb idea. It's it's a it's a pretty bad idea, uh, you know. I think a lot of these ideas have to do with combining things that just don't go well together. That instead of being like chocolate and peanut butter or sort of like black licorice and mayonnaise together. Uh, oh, because, because, I mean, you take, for example, you know, Android and laptop uh, we were talking about. In theory, Android could be an operating system you would want on another type of device. But the way that HP has done it, the way that I think there was one other attempt at this that we've seen is just throw the standard tablet operating system on there. There's no accounting for using a touchpad. There's no multi-window mode. Just, you know, 
have have at it. Good luck to you. And by the way, the slate book is four hundred twenty nine dollars, which makes it a hundred or two hundred dollars more than some Windows notebooks that are actually made for this stuff. Uh, another example of really not knowing when to of combining sort of black licorice and mayonnaise would have to be the Motorola lap dock. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but for a while when Motorola was its own company, they had this brilliant idea that since smartphones are so smart, why not plug one into a laptop dock and yep. turn your smartphone into a laptop? Unfortunately, you were turning your smartbook into the worst kind, uh, the worst kind of netbook. And you were spending more than a, a standalone netbook to do it. It was around four hundred dollars to do two. this. Right. The worst part about it, though, is it's worse than having an Android laptop because Android's a pretty fully functional operating system. There's millions of apps for it. All that the Motorola, when you plugged it in, you didn't get the Android operating system. You got the special Motorola operating system that only ran Firefox. Yep. You know it. It was like Chrome OS, but with Firefox. And, yeah, and, that's about right. And uh, nobody wanted this. Surprisingly, nobody wanted to spend extra to get it, particularly when you had combine this with a terrible keyboard, an awful screen, and a terrible price. And, and the way the phone uh, docked in the back, it was so it, – like there was nothing protecting it from getting hit and just snapping the USB port right off in the middle. Unfortunately, we see a lot of um, notebooks that, or laptops that are not f- good for putting on your lap. That's certainly one of them, uh, but it's not alone. I mean, we've seen a whole bunch where they're hybrids and they're really top-heavy, and if you just don't hold your legs just right, they'll sort of fall, tip over. Uh, this is one where obviously having your phone in the back, not exactly, uh, especially when the phone is pretty expensive too, you don't want it exactly popping out. Uh, I mean, a better idea is what uh, Asus has been doing with things like the pad phone, yeah. where it, it slides into a secure compartment on the back of the on the back of the other device. So it's so, not just out and waving around. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you want to wave your five hundred dollars smartphone in the air like you just don't care. When when uh, we first got those in, because I was still in retail at the time, when we got those things in, I looked at it and I'm like, wow. Let's uh, not put this display up because this is a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, in theory, the amount of processing power in your phone could be harnessed for for something like running a desktop operating system. Absolutely. But 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 not that one. No, not, <laughs> not that, that way. One. And not with that and not with that dock. So, uh, you know, that that was that was pr- pretty bad. Sometimes you have bad combinations, and then sometimes you just have a bad extraction. And, and then uh, sometimes you just have bad things like black licorice and mayonnaise. All right. Oh, that hurt my stomach I, when you said I'm that. I'm still upset about that. Avram, uh, great stuff as always. Oh, my gosh. The list of, uh, of gadgets <laughs> here is just is priceless. Where can we go to find out more gadgets and more great articles that you guys produce? Sure. So... Check out uh, this list will be posted probably tomorrow on laptopmag.com. Uh, we'll, we have all of our coverage of non-mobile stuff on tomsguide.com. And follow me on Twitter at GeekinChief. Very good stuff. And don't forget to tweet at GeekinChief um, to let him know some really cool studio designs that we can put yep. for backdrops in his uh, platinum-crusted, uh, <laughs> diamond-plated huh. new home studio that he's moving into. I think those are backwards. Eh. 
<laughs> he, I don't know that you can plate in diamond. Why not? Hey, Avram will make it happen. Uh, it's true. It'll be, it'll be 19 nanometer. The whole, the whole studio will be 19 nanometers. Nothing bigger. Love it. Avram, we will talk to you next talk week. Talk to you later. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Electronic Arts and Origin by EA. If you don't know what Origin is yet, it's time that you learn about Origin. From great things like Game Time, which gives you seven days to play a AAA title for free, like Titanfall and Battlefield 4, to Scott's worst thing to see right now. It's right around the corner. No talkie-talkie. The Sims 4. Sims 4. And The Sims 2 is free. Sims 2 is free. Right now on Origin. But The Sims 4, the Origin Digital Deluxe Smarter Sims Weirder Stories Get Life of the Party, Up All Night Bonus Content, and more in the Origin Exclusive Digital Deluxe Edition. And you will be up all night if you purchase The Sims 4, if you're anything like me. Scott's gonna uh, see Scott like on the on the third, and then I won't see him for like a week, and he'll come out just unshaven. That's usually how it goes uh, when a new Sims comes out. Feels like that. <laughs> go pick, go pre-order that now, and check out all the great features that Origin can offer you more so than any other digital platform by going to f5live.tv/slash Origin. Hmm. So Gamescom was this week. Games. Com. It's dot com. Right. And we got to see some interesting things. Lots uh, of interesting yeah, things. Yeah. It started off with uh, a really interesting looking Call of Duty that I didn't think I'd enjoy and turned out I enjoyed it a lot, which is scary. Scary to say that. Are you talking about advanced? Yeah. My goodness gracious. And then we got to see things from EA. And, and that game is so popular that... uh. At least Microsoft is hoping that it's going to be so popular. They've got a, an exclusive console for it. It's insane. Uh, you can pre-order it. F5Live.tv slash Xbox COD. Look at that. So this is great. But then we get to see the big two step up and deliver conferences that were literally all about the games. We can put away the E3 glitz and glamour thing because... It's interesting to me in the society that we live in. If it doesn't happen in America, it doesn't. It's not real to us. When in reality, the Tokyo Game Show and Gamescom are quite larger, in as far as popularity than E3. Yet the companies don't have to put on this circus show. Yeah. To appease the masses, which I love. In the grand scheme of things, E3 is insignificant. It really is. Um, Gamescom and and TGS are significantly larger. Right. So and more important to the bottom line. I agree. So what did we see with Xbox? Uh, we'll skip over some things, but kind of want to give a rundown of what we saw. We saw a revival of passion behind the Xbox brand, which is something I've been waiting to see since they backtracked the first of seven times on yeah. their initial vision. We got to see a dedication back to independent developers. We got to see the commitment level to bringing games back to the Xbox One. Tomb Raider. I'm bringing games back. 
Yeah. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Holiday exclusive. Eh, holiday exclusive. Some sort of duration for some sort of time because Spencer won't tell us because it's a business, he says. And it's not your it, business to know his business. So it, shut will up. Co- it will come to the PS4. It will be coming to PC. Um, but it will be an Xbox One exclusive, theoretically, through the holiday season, from what we understand. And I was... Qu- but, but either way, Tomb Raider. Very exactly. excited. And long time viewers and watchers of the listeners of the show will know that we're pretty critical of some of the conferences when they don't meet expectation or do not mm-hmm. adhere to the path that they're on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we did that with the Xbox E3 presentation. Mm-hmm. We did that with the Xbox um, changes of what they're doing. But we didn't Basically do that. Basically everything after the launch event. After March, yeah. After the, uh, the announcement. We were very critical. Things are turning around. And it's we were critical with, with PlayStation as well. Right. Um, we uh, we had the same <clears throat> feeling that, that uh, Major Nelson had yes. about the PlayStation reveal was that they didn't reveal a PlayStation. So. And I think I said, and I, and I went and listened back to it. Uh, I'm paraphrasing what I actually said for me three in June. When the Sony coverage we did, um, I said... It feels like Sony is in a position with the PlayStation 4 because it's the last thing that's making them money. That they're in this, you can't tell me what to do, you're not my dad mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said that. It's the same thing here with Gamescom. So we're going to be critical for just a second with what what we saw from, from Sony where the message behind the conference was, this is for the players. And all it felt was, this is for us and screw the players. Yeah, it never felt like they actually believed the things, any of the things they were saying on stage. It's upsetting. We saw some great ideas. We saw some great games. I'm excited for a lot of the things I'm going to see on the PlayStation brand. We saw a great idea with Game Share. Mm-hmm. You can share your game digitally to anyone you want, one other person, and you can they can play and they don't have to own the game. Right. That sounds really familiar, though. And I believe... I wonder where we might have heard that before. We heard that... Oh, right. That was supposed to be on the Xbox One. That was supposed to be on and, the Xbox One without a without an optical disc. And people beat them down to the point where they backed off of it. Right. Because you could play with... You could share the game with up to five people at once. Right. Including yourself. So four other people mm-hmm. and one. And you could play Unlimited. But wait, Scott... Here's where people got angry. In order to do that on the Xbox, you had to have an active internet. You had to be connected to the internet. Ah, and on PlayStation, you must use some freaking magic pixie dust or something. Nope, said no one ever because it's not true. (laughs) You still need an internet connection. Of course you do. This goes back to the Microsoft's problem with almost all of their products. Sometimes is this this generation messages. What is the messaging? What is, what is what are they trying to say and how are they going to say it? They said DRM and everyone shot him in the face. Yeah. You're going to have the same problem here. Yeah. The the mistake that Microsoft made this generation of everything has been um, not letting their PR team do what they're paid to do. Um, and because of it, we saw the head of Xbox lose his job. Yeah. We saw the head of Windows lose his job, 
and we saw the CEO of the company lose his job. Um, because it was a terrible mistake that they made. Uh, and so uh, Satya seems to be trying to fix that. Yeah. When they say something, they're saying it with conviction, and they're they're explaining it. And they're following it up in the post-presentation Q&As right. and panels with authority. Not in the, and, oh, and we kind of said the thing, but we didn't do it. And with information, which is the opposite of what Sony did by, by uh, harassing... Uh, during the presentation, they harassed Microsoft about their Tomb Raider exclusivity. And then post-show, they again said, oh, exclusives, meh. but uh, we have exclusives. Wait, what? That's not conviction. That's not. <laughs> they, they get cheered for the same thing that everyone is bashing the Xbox for doing and then changing their mind on. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. Microsoft has become the brand that everybody loves to hate. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. The browser you love to hate and all that. Yeah. It's kind of carried over. It's, they are the company that everybody loves to hate. Um, and usually that happens when people have an emotional attachment to a different brand and see it as inferior. That's that's usually where you see um, uh, a couple years ago, we had an article about um, that iPhone owners are uh, delusional. Yep. And there was a study that actually showed that people that own iPhones are delusional. Oh, yeah. I, was it? Uh, uh, John. John wrote, wrote the, the article, article with like two. There, there were a couple uh, of different studies yeah. that, that showed, you know, they uh, iPhone owners were asked. Uh, back in the days of uh, like the the first and second and third generation phones, they were asked things like, "Well, what about the fact that you know a, a twenty five dollar Boost mobile phone can send pictures and your six hundred dollar um, no subsidy phone cannot?" Oh, nobody nobody uses MMS. So or copy paste. I remember that so, one being a thing. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's the same kind of thing when you have an emotional attachment to a brand and you recognize that that brand's competition is has a superior product, you tend to attack it until it goes away and then praise your emotional attachment brand for adopting those same things. It's exactly what happened in the follow up yep. to that uh, to that study where they went back after. Apple had added uh, copy and paste and MMS and all those things. And 4G, asked, yeah. I and asked this. them. Uh, it wasn't even 4G. It was 3G at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. Because the originals were 2G phones. Yes, um, sir. And they asked those people, well, what do you think? What do you think about copy and paste on your phone? Oh, it's innovative. You know that other phones have had it before. <laughs> you know that other phones had it when you didn't. Uh, it wasn't important then. What? So same concept. So yeah, this isn't a new concept. We we see illogical brand loyalty happen all the time. It, it unfortunately though, we are in a in a position where this generation of gaming console would have been and I can't say is anymore. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Would have been Incredible. the defining moment to really possibly for both of these companies. For both of the companies and for PC gamers to finally open their eyes and go, wait a second, we're going digital in the in the living room without any special wires. We're going to be downloading. We're going to be saving money, not paying 60 bucks a game. 
and it's a $400, $500 console. That works for you. As opposed to having to build a $2,300 gaming rig. Or even having to build a $1,000 gaming rig. The fact is you have to build it. Mm-hmm. You can pick this up out of the box, turn it on, and you're and go. done. And now we don't have that because of this, you're not my dad, you're Fanboy stupidity. It's so dumb. Like, I had to turn off, we didn't go to Germany. <laughs> no kidding. We. I had to turn off the chat while watching this on Twitch. I just full screened Gamescom, watched the Sony conference in complete bafflement from what I read from even before when the conference didn't even start. Yeah. The comments leading to the conference made my brain hurt. Like, I wanted to just smash a keyboard into my forehead a couple times, just hoping that this was a dream. It, do- it doesn't help. It, do- it doesn't help. I've done it. It doesn't help. So, I am happy to see uh, some policies come back to both brands. Yes. Regardless of the limitation that exists on, so I think game share is a great idea. You should be able to game share. I thought it was a great idea the first time. Right. <laughs> I think it's still a great idea. I think it's stupid that there's only an hour limit and you can only share to one person. It's a digital copy. It shouldn't matter. But whatever. It's it's the beginning of Sony proving to their customer base that Microsoft's ideas were right. They're not saying that, but at least. If, if they can do it, then we'll start to see some of the things that were going to make this generation great come back to the consoles, hopefully. I'm waiting I mean, for my... Some of it. We won't see all of it ever. I'm waiting for my discless Xbox One. The minute I can have that, have one less thing that can break. Absolutely. Done. I would have... Signed me up. I would have liked the, um, the global economy games that were going to be possible in the Xbox One that aren't anymore. But that one will never come. Nope. Not till the new Xbox. And the... That would be an Apple brand. And the Google PlayStation. Because that's happening. Oh. Oh, my goodness. goodness. That's a frightening thought. This week's News of the Tubes on F5 Live. I almost said on Xbox. I don't know why. On Xbox Live. In my brain. It's probably powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies <laughs> or let the professionals do it for you because, you know, that's what they do for a living. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies from blockbusters to Godzilla. Godzilla! They've got a little bit of everything. The way it normally works is 3 or $4, download the MP3, play along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you happen to have the movie, and laugh, and laugh, and laugh. From time to time, they mix it up, and they do live events. They've got one Tuesday. This week, Tuesday, I'm going, you should go to, it is the 1998 Godzilla. Godzilla! With Matthew Broderick as your main human character. It was a bad movie, as you would expect, and uh, the only way to make it acceptable is with Rift Tracks Live. So, to find out what theaters it's going to be available in this week... And to find out all the other films that are available, go to f5live.tv slash... Rift Tracks with an X. Hopefully some of the people in the chat room will be going to see Godzilla with me on Tuesday. I'm looking at you, Danielle, and Michelle. And Thomas, if you're in there. So, um, net neutrality. 
topic we've talked about a lot. Avram has talked about it. It is the topic that started our show. Uh, it was episode <laughs> six, I think, was the first time we talked about it. It is, it is the um, reason our show started. <laughs> and it's also the reason why we almost got in a lawsuit. Uh, it's what it is. <laughs> it's been a fun topic for us, if you can't tell. Um, in the last couple of months, the topic has become popular again, despite the fact that a lot of people talking about it may not exactly understand it. Um because a lot of times uh, we see people refer to the other big topic that we had early on in the show as net neutrality, and that's whether a website has the right to control the content on its own site, which of course it does. It's your business. You handle it. I, I equate it to everyone doing the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. They may not know what it is, but everyone's talking about it. Oh, dear God. It's the same thing. I can't believe that that's a thing. Anyway. (laughs) So, um, so net neutrality is, uh, the belief that if you have internet access, that you have the same access as anybody else with internet access. That your provider can't or won't um, limit your availability to things just because maybe it's a competitor of theirs. So, you know, Verizon, who owns uh, a large stake in the uh, Redbox instant streaming service, limiting your access or blocking your access to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, which they are. Um. So that that is what net neutrality is. Um, there were there were laws ensuring net neutrality long ago, which is weird to think because the the net is only theoretically kind of in the grand scheme of things really new. And, and, and most the, laws we have are outdated already. And the net neutrality laws actually expired about our 12th show and today is 366 so it's been a very very long time and uh they've just kind of been there's been nothing since then it's been a gentleman's handshake since and for the most part it worked until netflix changed the internet and netflix Single-handedly, Netflix uses more than 50% of all internet bandwidth. Just them. So what happens? Verizon, Comcast, Time Warner start looking at Netflix and preventing them from having the full availability that the customers are paying for because they're afraid of the overall effect on the network. So... In the last six to eight months, I'd say, um, a number of government organizations have been looking into how to or whether to reinstate some of the net neutrality laws or regulations. Uh, At some point, the FCC decided that they were the overlords of the Internet. I don't know how they made that decision, but they did. And somehow the government has let it happen. So the FCC is the place that we're looking. 
uh, a couple months ago, they put out, these are the things that we think will be good. Um, and they were looking for public comment on those theoretical regulations. The public comment period expired on July 15th. July 15th ish. <laughs> so um, on, the, on the 15th, their servers crashed full on down bye bye because so many people were putting in public comments, which is good. That means that a lot of people want to be heard on the topic. Active in government, good for good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so the servers went down. That's not good. So they extended it to the 18th. And submissions came in right up until the deadline. Because of that, the FCC has actually reopened uh, the comment period and has it now through September 15th, um, which is crazy. It, it really is, uh, because the 60-day comment period is the standard in the government for this kind of thing. And so to have extended it double is basically unheard of. Now, this could mean a couple of things. It could mean that they actually care about what you have to say. It could. And if that's the case, wonderful. The other possibility is that the things that you're saying don't match with what they believe. Which is likely. But we know what they believe, and what they believe I mostly agree with. So if there's a lot of dissension, it's either people who are uninformed or Verizon. <laughs> I was going to say, the extension could be strictly for the hundreds of thousands of Verizon employees. I don't know how many there are. All being forced by Verizon to write in during their clocked-in hours in, at the call centers. In a um, Senate Wikipedia... Cook the books, man. ...tweets kind of a way. That's it. Um, and if that's the case, the FCC may be waiting for them to get their numbers up or something. But we know what the FCC believes... It's in writing. It's the thing we're commenting on. Yeah. The thing that they believe. Uh, so, and most of it I agree with. So if there's dissension, it could be on the couple of things that I don't agree with. Or it could be on the majority of things that I do. And it's Comcast and Time Warner saying it uh, ahead of the merger. So uh, I don't know. The important thing is September 15th is the deadline. Keep writing. Yes. Keep keep submitting your comments because it does appear that the FCC in one way or another is interested in what you have to say. Yes. And if you run into anybody who doesn't understand or doesn't care, ask them this question. Ask them, do you know how much you're paying for for your internet? If they do or do not know, you need to make sure they're informed on that. And then you need to ask them, would it be okay if you had to pay extra to use this service instead? They're probably going to tell you no. And there you go. And that's why they need to write in. That is net neutrality. So Because I shouldn't have to pay extra for Netflix, which, by the way, is going to happen here in the next couple of months. 
in order to use Netflix on my service. Right. I should not have to do that. I already pay Netflix and my ISP. Right. For service. So. Write in, write often. Write early. Write before September 15th. Absolutely. (laughs) This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Xbox music for as long as you have the ability to stream unlimited on your isp you can stream unlimited for 9.99 a month unlimited music and it's the largest collection of unlimited streaming of any service and it's available on windows phone windows 8 xbox one xbox 360 ios android and in the browser plus if you're going to be in a place where you can't stream, such as your house, if you're on, say, Verizon, um, then you have the ability to download them to your device and play them directly from the device. And we've got a special for you. Instead of $9.99 a month, if you purchase a full year, you can get it for $99.90. To get that deal and to find out more about Xbox Music, go to F5Live.tv slash Xbox Music. Two things real quick. Number one... You can also get it on Chrome OS. Yeah, because it's browser. It's a browser. <laughs> but for those wondering. And number two, I, I don't think we ever talked about this. I just want to take a second. Um, net neutrality is a thing, and it works for both good and bad. Uh-huh. T-Mobile's got a campaign out where you can unlimited stream music, uh, certain apps. That is, everyone says, wow, what a great idea. And I'm here going, wow, what a terrible what idea. What a terrible idea. Because net neutrality. Why? <sighs> what if, if I use a service that isn't covered under that? Yes. Then I have to pay because T-Mobile doesn't like Beats Music now right. because they're Apple. Like whatever, I don't know. what. doesn't matter the situation. If T-Mobile gets in a lawsuit with Real Rhapsody and I use Real Rhapsody, now it's not covered in my free streaming. No. Either all the music stuff is free. All media streaming is free. Or, or none, of, none it. of it is free. Yeah. This is terrible. I, I had someone ask me that on Twitter earlier this week because I was going off on something about T-Mobile again because Legere just bothers me. Yeah, he bothers just, me too. I just He pokes enough and then I respond. And that's, yeah. It's terrible. Anyway. It's always fun when he responds back to me. So I always great. enjoy that. So great. Real quick. Speaking uh, of Xbox Entertainment. Follow up, yeah. Um a couple weeks ago, uh, Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, made the announcement that um, as many as 18,000 employees could be cut, the largest number of uh, largest single layoff in the company's history. Most of those layoffs are coming from Nokia, of course, because there's a lot of duplicate you know, middle managers and stuff that just don't need to exist. Microsoft has HR already, you know, that kind right. of thing. Right, that, that type of thing. Um, so the majority are going to come from Nokia, but not all of them. One of the ones that we were surprised and disappointed about was Xbox Entertainment Studios. Uh, they are the only two-year-old studio that is about to release its first round of really interesting things. The Atari documentary, uh, for example, um, they've been working on the Halo series is uh the important one being the uh spielberg produced one uh that studio cut gone bye-bye and we're really disappointed about that but good news 
it may not actually be gone. It may not be part of Microsoft anymore, and those employees may no longer be Microsoft employees, but this could go uh, a similar way to Mix Radio, mm-hmm. which right. is fantastic. It might end up kind of on its own so that it can uh, be sold to Warner Brothers. Now, why might Warner Brothers want Xbox Entertainment Studios, uh, a division that is devoted entirely to video game uh, entertainment? Well, because Warner Brothers also owns Machinima, which is an entirely video game related entertainment studio. Huh. Perfect. But the big difference is Machinima focuses on walkthroughs and reviews and that type of thing. You know, the the common video game content, whereas Xbox Entertainment Studios is all about scripted, planned content. Aha! That is something that almost doesn't exist. And so the merging of the two concepts into a single studio apparently makes sense to Warner Brothers, yeah. which shows a level of intelligence in Warner Brothers that doesn't seem to exist in the other big companies. Um because the cross-pollinization can only help. Yeah, the demographic is the same. Yeah. You're going to watch both content. Exactly. So this might explain why we heard rumors that the Halo series may go to Showtime before Xbox. Because this may have been in the works since day one when Nadella took over. Totally possible, and if that's the case, then Warner Brothers might be the one out there shopping the Halo series outside because they don't own Xbox. So we'll see. This is this is not confirmed by either uh, Warner Brothers or Microsoft themselves, though. Um, an unnamed Microsoft executive is where the information came from. So right. we'll, we'll see if it actually happens. Um, I would like for it to happen because there's some really talented people within the division and some great contracts. I mean, the fact that we've got uh, Spielberg attached, Ari Mark is attached. You've got uh, Nancy Tellum, who was a CBS executive, who's the head of the division You've got a Microsoft VP, uh, Jordan Levin. Um, you, you got and those them. two were supposed to stay with Microsoft yeah. to kind of keep going on the things that were already in the world, the Atari documentary and the, the Halo series. But if the whole division goes away, they might go too. And so as weird as it would be, the CBS executive might end up at Warner Brothers, which is the other half of the CW. So they might strange stay in their own family, which would be weird. Uh, it, it, it's a good thing if we see a complete carryover of the studio and not just people losing their jobs because they spun this idea up two years ago, but it really didn't start taking off until like 10 months ago. And they shot it in the head before it could even go. There's so much potential. Like I am not a huge soccer guy outside of world cup. And I watched, so far, every episode of Every Street United. I love the series. It's well done. It's put together great. It's got some great people from uh, BBC's Channel 4. Sure. Which, you know the one I'm talking about, though. The BBC Channel, whatever. The popular one. Doesn't matter. Those two guys. They're 
Channel one, two, three, four. They're actually physically channel numbers. No, I know that, but I can't remember which one's like the important one. Doesn't it matter. Depends on what you're looking at. I don't know. Whatever. One of those. One of those channels. Uh, I love the show though, and. Whose line is anyway was from channel four, and uh, the IT crowd is from channel two. So there it is. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there's so much potential of what we could have seen from the brand, and to have that just put down like a sick dog yeah. is, it was sad. So if it carries over, life is good for everybody. Yeah, it would be wa- really wonderful. So I can't wait. I ho- I hope this goes through. Me too. Because and even if it's not Warner Brothers, hopefully. Xbox Entertainment Studios can live on somewhere. It needs to go to Warner Brothers so we can have a connect version of Animaniacs. Hmm. That's not really the way that works. Xbox isn't going to Warner look, Brothers. Man, Warner Brothers isn't going to Xbox. Look. It's just the Just studio. like the uh, National Geographic uh, created a game that wasn't really a game. It was like a documentary that you could interact with. Same thing. We could see that happen. I just, look, I just need Rob Paulson... To voice something Xbox. That's all I need. And it seems like it's likely that he already has. It's possible. <laughs> we know Maurice LaMarche. Or, uh, nope. Uh, John DiMaggio has. Oh, well, naturally. Yes. Gears of War. Yeah, he is Gears of War. That's our show. It is. F5Live.tv. Click the subscribe buttons on the right-hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, nightcap, pilch point, all that. 3,000 Brigade podcast. Go check it out. Big red thing. They're great. They make fun of me. They say Nakia. It's not just them. Nakia. Uh, Nakia says, make sure you check out the guys from Plug Hits. I'm like, yay! They're like, they're great. Go to PlugHitsLive.com and check out their show F5 Live. Refreshing technology. I'm like, I hate all of you. I hate all of you with a passion. You're all terrible people. That's what I. That's what I wrote back. You're all terrible people. Send. That's what yeah, I, I heard that. That was wonderful. Terribleness. Go check it out. It's exactly what you do. I know. Stay tuned for the nightcap where we talk about future from past shows. What? What? <laughs> if you your could... ideal <laughs> sci-fi future based on a show or yes. movie in the past. That's what makes it sci-fi. Science future. Got it. That would be Saifu. <laughs> Sifu. Sifu. That would be if NBC owned a network that used to be called Science Future. It would now be Sifu. Which I'm allergic to. Um, connect and engage with us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, at Pluckets Live, and stay tuned for the nightcap. On behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. Next week's my birthday. Excellent. So, congratulations on surviving another year. Dude, this year, thank you. (laughs) That's true. Thank you so much for those kind words. I appreciate it. It's interesting, because Terry and I were having that conversation earlier today. That you're you're both proud that I'm alive still? That we're all happy that we survived the last 12 months. I I thought... Because it's been rough for all of us. I thought the conversation was... I'm so glad Nick's not dead. Like, <laughs> Nick didn't just jump <laughs> off of a cliff or something. Look, no. man, so close. But we're here. Bring me cupcakes. That's all I'm asking for, Thomas. That's all I'm asking for. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. He better bring me some cupcakes. This is, this is no joke. He or Thomas. Me? Oh, yeah. Or you. Good luck. I need good cupcakes. No public crap.